Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Good day out there, veterans and families. Welcome to season two of Your Next Mission podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major. I always love saying that, and your host. We have a great show for you. In fact, we have a wonderful show for you today. But before we get started, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like us and hit that subscribe button on the, uh, on the bottom there. And for the next 20 subscribers, we'll have a special Your Next Mission shirt for you. So please make a comment uh, in the section below there. We're going to focus on the military family today. Now, before we get started, I want to thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Homes. They love our veterans and families. And like I say every week, we love them too. As I mentioned, today's theme is about the military family, and, and I'm so excited to introduce Tim Nye, Executive Director of Armed Services YMCA from San Diego and United States Marine Corps veteran. So good to have you on the show. Tim, well, how are you doing? Sergeant Major, it's great to be here. Real excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always excited to talk to somebody. They maybe talk by myself every once in a while. So, I, you know, I'm sure the audience is excited to hear uh, really all the stuff you're going to say here. But before we do that... Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am a San Diego native, um, and I come from a family of a long tradition of military service, mm -hmm. all the way back to Normandy. Uh, as I was talking to you earlier, my father was a CW4 United States Marine Corps. My son is overseas in the tip of the spear right now, flying 60s and um, hunting some submarines maybe. Mm -hmm. And my nephew is in, in nuclear power school, United States Navy. So real excited to carry on the tradition. There you go. I'm, you told me before you stayed in the Marine Corps eight years. Eight years. And, you know, to be honest, not long enough. Yeah. I, I go back tomorrow. The difference is I don't have that 32-inch waist and the... <laughs> And, you know, the big shoulders like I did in the past. So I got to have keep it in reality. Well, I never had that 32-inch waist, and I never had the shoulders. I've always been a little short, dumpy guy a little bit. But Yeah, you know, yeah. but as veterans, we never stop serving. No, no, that's, that's for sure. Gone, sure. That's why I love the, the title of your show, Your Next Mission. It's so fitting, I think, for military service and veterans. And um, I'm so happy to see those sponsors involved, all great companies uh, supporting something really good. Yeah, yeah, you know, I... I was, but you served, like I said, you served eight, I served 36. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I guess I'm, sometimes people say I was a slow learner or something like it, but I loved every day I had it. Uh, you know, I used to joke and say every day in the Marine Corps is two days of civilian life. <laughs> I never heard. How, how I'm feeling yeah. inside because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I may look like I'm athletic and feeling okay. And on the inside, I wake up with the, the pains of the military service for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I do too. I still get up. I, you probably exercise a lot. We'll get into the show in just a second, but do you exercise? You still exercise or get up and do PT? I do, and it's not your normal exercise. I, I need some support from a trainer, and I just finished you know, another spine surgery, so three spine oh, wow. surgeries since I've left the service. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I was young in the Marine Corps, um, we didn't think about being 40 or 50 or 60. We were just in 
the moment. Uh, but thankfully, I would go back and do it all again tomorrow um, just to, to serve the country. It's really funny. I, I, I just want, one thing, I, I want to keep talking to you because you're so interesting to talk to anyway. But, but I think I went from 17 to 55 just like that. I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Actually, <laughs> based, on, based on what we were, the stories you were telling me, yeah. you, were, you were in some positions making yeah. some very serious uh, yeah. decisions for our military members. And those decisions affect those families. Of course, so this is a lot of responsibility, yeah. and that can weigh heavy on your heart. Yeah, I, one quick thing: I, I was overran once, twenty wounded and seven kills. I, mm. I just uh, a lot of sacrifice for our veterans and families. That's what we. That's why what you guys do is uh, certainly so important to me. Can you tell us a little about the 101-year history of the armed services? Uh, you know, YMCA, especially in I will. I will. And before I go there, what I want to tell you is I used to say that the armed services YMCA is my second best job, first being a sergeant in the Marine Corps. Yeah. And lately, I'm starting to feel that it's my number one job. Yeah. And that doesn't dismiss the, the military and the Marine Corps service, um, but it's so important. It's a way I get to carry on my service to the nation is to be a part of the Armed Services YMCA, for sure. Well, the thing about it, you know, guys like me and you want to continue to give back because the uh, military, no matter if they took the uniform off, you're still serving. You'll continue to serve. And, mm -hmm. and I just love, I love the military. I, you know, I'm an Army guy. You're a Marine, but we're still, we're still brothers in arms. And, oh, 100%. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so back to the Armed Services Y, 101 years. Uh, you know, we started in 1861 on the national level, which is really neat because Abraham Lincoln was our first donor. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. Yeah, so on both sides of the Civil War, coffee, prayers, uh, writing, reading letters, wound care, um, Bible study, you know, with the, with the prayers and such. And so Abraham Lincoln felt inspired and left a gift with the traditional regular Y, which is how we're connected, but we're not connected locally. Yeah. Uh, so there's 12 branches across the nation run today by Vice Admiral, uh, retired Vice Admiral Bill French. Yeah. Um, our COO is uh, Admiral Charlie Williams. Fantastic organization, and I'm the. They got a marine out here in San Diego. I just say I'm the. I'm the knucklehead sergeant that guards the budget. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so uh, it's my privilege to be a part of the organization. I'm deeply humbled every day to go into work, and um, you know I just can't wait to get there. I can't wait for Monday mornings and sometimes Saturdays and Sundays just to innovate, be creative about ways we're going to support the military family beyond the normal course of a program. We're always improvising and getting better at what we do, for sure. You, you know, as you're talking right there, I'm thinking, about, you probably had a lot of accomplishments here, and you probably did a lot of stuff. Can you tell me, is there anything that sticks out, Some something that you did for a military family that you said, man, this is a great, I mean, not patting yourself on the back, but something you did that just makes you feel good? Well, going back to the pat yourself, you know, with our backgrounds, we never pat ourselves on the back. We laugh we do it once a year at our annual awards dinner and I literally tell everybody there this is going to be our five minutes to say good job and then we're back at it back to work <laughs> because it is about those uh, military families putting them first we say this the military member enlists the whole family serves. Yeah. And so, and everybody knows this you know this very well that it's the family together as one unit yep. often you know, apart for eight months at a time and sometimes mm -hmm. longer. Mm -hmm. I think you were saying one year for some of our army folks out there. Um, that's so challenging on these families. Some of the things I'll share um, those those special moments um, is for me watching the community come together. Yeah. And you know, we talk about donors and volunteers, but to me, they're almost like part of our family. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for those folks, we wouldn't be able to do any of the programs and services. But uh, case in point, um, we've had moments where. Uh, we had a military mom come in, husband was deployed 
and her daughter had brain surgery at the Navy Medical Center in San oh, Diego. Yeah. The physician recommended a new mattress. So mom sold queen-size mattress to buy a twin. She bought a used twin that had mold inside of it. Oh, no. The reason she was trying to sell a larger for a smaller so she can get some food money. And uh, we picked up the phone. We called Jerome's Furniture. And in a moment's notice, they said, we've got this. And it wasn't one mattress. They sent mattresses for the whole family, linens and more. And on top of that, we provided some, some funds to help them make it through the month for food and such. And it was so amazing because she had a son who had autism and he needed a bike to get mm -hmm. to school. And at that very moment, a donor walks through the door and says, I've got a brand new bike in my car. Can you guys use it? Yeah. There's mom. Bike went to the sun. And it's just, these are some of the situations. I call it the gray area. It's where the military stops and the nonprofit starts where we can be a little more nimble with some of the ways to serve these military members. Yeah, you know, I really I really believe in fate. I think things happen for a reason and and helping people is a, you know, is really our our charter for a lot of us and especially you and especially me I love helping people. I know uh, the main goal of Armed Services YMCA is to strengthen our military family. Can you elaborate, you know, a little bit more on that and discuss the the ways that you're going about that? For sure. And you know, to me it's more than a slogan, it's a brand promise and you got to walk the talk, you know, and so all of our programs and services need to be more than what they look like on a website. They have to really engage with the family and elevate them every step of the way. So one of the ways in which we're doing that is our After School Achievement Academy. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to think of it as not as after school care, which is somehow, you know, we, we address it sometimes in that nature. The truth is when we have these amazing kids attend our programs, it's our job to move them above and beyond where they are. In mm -hmm. Inspiration, character building, and also help them with that schoolwork to really encourage confidence and support the family unit. Because I was a single father. Uh, when that homework's going to be done for that family and they come home, it's a lot less stress on that family unit. They can focus on their time and conversations at the dinner table as opposed to worrying about common core math and that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I needed you when I was growing up. You know, I just, my mom would say, go do it. No, anyway, I, I don't know. Hey, I, I, how does resilience play in the rules and lives of our military families? It's such a good question. It, you know, with your experience, you know all about resiliency, and uh, it's not just a buzzword. You know, it's, no. it's often put out there, but resiliency is so important, especially with the longer deployments. And what matters to these families is connection. And you know that some of these military spouses won't even share some of the drama or issues they're having with their spouses for deployed because they don't want to stress them out. No, you know, no. so um, resiliency is a huge factor. Uh, for the families, and it's something that we focus on in the armed services. Why? One thing I'm really excited about is our Horse of the Sun Ranch mm -hmm. uh, that we have up there. It's in Pine Valley. It's 45, 50 minutes from Mission Valley, but it's 33 acres, 11 horses, a place for respite, a place for families to go, and now they can take off their mask and really enjoy their family time with pony rides, uh, archery, leather craft. Um, state-of-the-art laser tag, which the kids love. And even our, our service members love that as well. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, you know, well, we just, you and I stand at a distance <laughs> and order people and <laughs> go in there and take care of that. Yeah. You know, but it's it's really a great place uh, for families to have that time together yeah. and really have some rest time. Um, but resiliency is a huge, huge factor for our families, for sure. Yeah, you know, I got a, a, a little, I always got, I, I guess because I'm old, I always have stories there. So I was in the Sergeant Majors Academy. My mm -hmm. wife, my uh, 
wife had an accident. She didn't tell me. Mm. And so uh, I was talking to my company commander, and I says, uh, I said, sir, just checking in. He says, yeah, he's, how's your wife doing? I said, what? what do you mean how's my wife doing? Well, you didn't know she had an accident? No. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I immediately called her. And I says, uh, Gloria, do you have an accident? Oh, yeah, it's 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 no, it's no big deal. Well, it was a big deal. She stopped uh, on the highway. It was real icy. It was up in Kentucky. She stopped on the highway, and she was going to get out to help somebody. And the lady in front of her stopped also. And when the lap lady got out of the car, the car behind her slid and hit her through in her ditch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, the, the military family is so important. And, and they're, uh, you know, it's just... It, so many things go through that. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I could be a military spouse mm-hmm. uh, with the kind of stresses that, uh, that they go under. But uh, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, as a, as a young Marine enlisted, um, I can relate to what an enlisted member goes through, yeah. as, at least back then, because today I think the deployments are even longer. Yeah. Um, however, I can never relate. I can empathize what it is to be a military spouse. But, you know, the, the reality of things is it takes a special person to serve our country in that way, to handle yeah. that family. Um, so the resiliency is a factor. Postpartum depression, depression, anxiety, um, all these are huge factors. As you know, we do a food community food distribution at the Armed Services Y. And we, during COVID-19 especially, we were serving... Uh, roughly uh, 4,000 families a month. Oh, my goodness. It was it just just extreme. Yeah. And there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. And today it's it's more normalized and we're very, very efficient in how we do it. But the goal of that program is not to grow that food line. It's to provide resources to that family, which in, in the future will be cost-effective childcare yeah. um, and other resources, job placement, education, anything we can do to get those families out of a food line, because that's not our goal. Is, you know, I'm the, I'm the former chief operations officer at Feeding San Diego. Um, I know how to do it. I could have food distributions throughout San Diego and raise a lot of money and funds trying to support these military in that way. Um, but that's not our goal. Our goal is to elevate and strengthen those families and to give them all the tools. And by the way, that also means working with natural partners with like, like Navy Marine Corps Relief, uh, Words Alive, uh, you know, Step Support the Enlisted Project, any organization that we can partner with um, that'll help be natural partners and help elevate those families. Yeah, you, you know, you made me think of a couple of things there. One is that uh, one of the things I always heard, when, especially when I was on active, that's a, that's a lot of service member on food stamps. Mm-hmm. And, and I can never get a number mm-hmm. uh, about people on food stamps. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is uh, and maybe it's a little bit different now, I think I live month to month, and mm-hmm. I think now uh, a lot of younger people, and I'm saying, not, not saying I'm old here, a lot of younger people, I think, uh, overspend their money too much, or they spend too yeah, much you know, money. They don't have to balance their it's money. It's so there. interesting. I'm so happy you brought this up, because often we, t- we talk about community food distributions, and then we can go to a funder and raise dollars to do that. And you have to look, if you're in the nonprofit sector and you're serious about your mission, you have to look at root cause analysis. Yeah. Like I said, I could do food distribution all over San Diego. Root cause analysis, you have to find out why is the family, nobody wakes up on Thursday morning and says, I can't wait to go get in a food line today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're not excited about it. Now, when you do it, they should be, you should do distribution with dignity. So we have music. We don't have the families waiting. We have a registration process. And so they, you know, they're not waiting for hours. They're there for 10 minutes before they get through. But there's other resources resources and tools available to them. But going back to root cause analysis is financial literacy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, education, yeah. employment, mm-hmm. cost-effective childcare, and believe it or not, cooking classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, many families might go to McDonald's and any more, not to throw McDonald's on the bus, any more fast food 
can be quite costly. It seems convenient, but by the time you go through, it's very expensive. It's not nutritious uh, for the most part. <laughs> so at least the choices might not be. So those families, if you can educate a family and give them all the tools, um, because you and I both know that we have a lot of families getting married at a young age and yeah. having children, uh, more children, and that's no judgment. That's just a fact of life. They're in expensive San Diego. It's expensive yeah. to live here. Um, and in some cases, they might buy a very expensive uh, vehicle to go with it. And so there is a part of making sure the families um, have financial literacy and all those other tools available to them. We have so many uh, amazing corporate donors. And when I go to those donors and I talk about the resiliency of a military spouse and transitioning service members, they're excited, especially about the military spouse. I think the military spouse is, is, um, is sometimes forgotten and sometimes not spoken about enough. Mm -hmm. um, but talk about a talented, skilled, resilient, uh, strong individual. Yeah. It's a military spouse. As a matter of fact, I don't know the full story, um, but there was uh, there's a story of a long time ago when, when uh, an angel is making human beings. And he makes this one very special human being that God ordered. And as he's making this special human being, he has to take all the love and emotions and strength and resiliency and all these things and pack it into one human being. He, the angel thought it was impossible. And at the very end of making this beautiful human being, um, they notice a tear. And the woman says, that's a miracle. How did you get a tear there? And he says, I didn't put it there. And he, and he said, it's a military spouse. Oh! Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, it was a tearjerker for me. Yeah. I'm not telling. It was the story. made me cry when you say that. I'm yeah. not even telling the story yeah. correctly, but yeah. I'll, I'll say that um, that really resonated for me. Yeah, uh, watching these military spouses every day. That's why I, I can say now, as we have this conversation between you and I, I can declare that my number one job in my life has been working for the armed services. Why? Because I get a chance to support military spouses. Well, you make a difference for sure, uh, and you make, and you can see the difference that you make. I got one more question before we say a couple other things here, real quick. Yeah. Is is uh, you, you know, I always used to wonder, there's a lot of people that come in the military now that, that already have a, a three or four kids. Mm -hmm. And they come in and they're, you know, I guess a private or in the Army, I'm a corporal or a private in the Marine Corps. Do you see a lot of that where they have three or four kids and they're, and they're junior enlisted? I, I do. We, we see some of this, uh, you know, with, with larger families and such. And um, I do know that it's extremely challenging to find, uh, especially now with COVID-19, to find new recruits. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I read an article that said that only 20% of high school graduates actually qualify for military service based on test scores. It's a lot more advanced than what I went through mm -hmm. uh, to, to finish all the schooling and such. And I don't also, even think it's that high. I think it's like, it's, it's really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I think two or three out of 10 or something. The sentiments in the country and... Uh, physical physical shape and the ability mm -hmm. to do all the you know pass the PFT and, mm -hmm. and the PRT so I, I think it's it's extremely challenging to find qualified candidates um, I do know that one of the most important things I've ever done is raise my right hand and take an oath to the country yeah and it's a special moment my dad actually was the one who enlisted me into the service Wow which is fantastic yeah. but uh, a great memory um, but for me finding qualified candidates i think the coast guard's short 1500 uh right now yeah and that's a lot for the coast guard uh u.s navy same thing so we've got to find folks that are uh feel the calling the call to duty yeah. the call to serve the country and you know in some cases they have larger families i know the military is doing the best they can um one of the senior officials told me he says tim our budget is for bandages and bullets you know, and I understand that. And they also understand the importance of the military family 
And that's why you have so many wonderful nonprofits out there stepping up and standing by their size to support them. You, you know, I could probably talk to you for hours about this. You know, when they start making cuts, they always start cutting family programs in the military. Because really, I mean, the, let's be honest about one thing. The mission of the United States military, all services, is to fight and win our nation's war. And, uh, you know, that's it's a, that's the way it is. And and sometimes they do cut family programs that, that uh, they should not, never, never cut. So... Uh, we're talking with Mr. Tim Nye, Executive Director at the Army Services YMCA in San Diego. And you're listening to Your Next Mission podcast with me. I always love the same with me, Jack L. Tilly, a 12 star major. I tell you what, Tim has got me so pumped up today. I just don't, I don't know what to do. And don't forget, if you're enjoying this, if you're, if you're not enjoying this, something's wrong with you. But please like us and click on that subscribe button below. Uh, Tim, to... To continue on our discussion, education plays a key role in just about everything that we do, and, and especially in armed, y, uh, armed Services YMCA. And I know it holds a special place in your heart. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, as a, as a young child, uh, I, um, well, let's just start off. I, I wasn't popular. I didn't have nice clothing. Um, my parents went through a very difficult divorce, uh, and my mom passed away, actually, oh, no. at a young age. And you know, imagine not being the popular kid and your mom passes away. And on top of that, and I don't know why, they announced it on the loudspeaker at my school. I had well, passed. Your mom passed away, they announced it a lot. They did. She was a member of the PTA. Oh, and for some no. reason, they shared that information. And like I said, um, very difficult times. Um, my, I, my test scores weren't that good. I remember a, a teacher, I remember kids teasing me. Um, on the field, you know, as we went to recess and such, packs of kids. And, uh, you know, I'm getting in fights and that sort of thing. And <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that's when I became a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, sure. and my dad, God bless him, you know, he'd say things like, he, he'd scold me for getting in a fight, and then he'd say, did you win? Yeah. You know, and as a young man, it was very confusing. And I love my dad today, so no judgments uh, there, but it was a hard time in my life. And... Um, you know, with, with all the kids, and then the teacher would send me off to uh, the library. And I'd sit in the library for the entire day, you know, not doing schoolwork, not doing anything, just looking at photos and slides of sharks and bees and that sort of thing. And uh, finally, there was a little old lady. Now, I say little old lady, she's probably only 40 years old. Because <laughs> remember, I'm in second grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so there she was. And what she did was she sat with me during recess and after school, and she'd help me read. She'd help me do my math homework, and she'd give me a little bit of popcorn. And I'll tell you today, if I knew her name or I knew who she was, I'd erect a statue for her because all I needed was a little bit of love, a little bit of compassion, and somebody that believed in me. And it was just phenomenal. And so that's where the After School Achievement Academy came to my heart because I want these military kids to understand that they're special. And that it's more than just uh, babysitting or watching them. Um, we're embracing them as amazing human beings that can do whatever they want in life. Uh, you know, a lot of times kids don't say, well, my dad and mom are deployed, so uh, they're serving our country and that's important. Yeah. The kids usually think in their mind, hey, you know, it's my birthday today. If my dad really cared about me, he'd be here. They're not thinking, it's my birthday and it's okay because my dad's overseas. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, they may say, it's my birthday. I wish my dad was here and I hope he's okay. That's a heavy burden on a child's heart, not to mention the veteran who has PTSD mm -hmm. and the child trying to be the caregiver at eight, nine, 10 years old. 
Yeah. Um, because they take it on for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting just listening to you talk how close our lives parallel. I mean, I, I grew up, I was not a, not a good kid. And, and I, and I struggled with some stuff there. And the last, I, I tell, I've told a lot of people this story, but the last, uh, the last two and a half years of my life, I lived in a duplex. And mm -hmm. it was a one bedroom, one kitchen, one front room. But it was me, my mom, and sister. So I ended up living in the laundry room. I had a bed that fold open. And, uh, and I could just, you know, just big enough to get in the laundry room. And I'd pick my feet up and close the door. And at three shelves, I'd put my clothes on a little vent. I'd look out. Mm -hmm. But but just looking at you, I mean, you really, quite frankly, you motivate me because uh, it's not where you start in life. It's where you finish. And, and, and you ever, uh, one last thing, yeah. I know you, I mean, yeah. but but it's, if you could go back now and say, hey, look at me, I don't, I sure you don't want to do that. But, mm -hmm. but uh, do you ever go back and see people that maybe you haven't seen in a few years say, you know, and talk to maybe class reunions or something? You know, um, not not in a while, but I'm connected on social media with a few of those folks. So is everybody else. Yeah, right. <laughs> and what I'm going to say is for the folks listening today, you want them to, to subscribe and share and like, and they should. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, I think a lot of your listeners, if not all, yeah. can relate to just what you and I are talking about. Yeah. Everyone's got challenges. Everyone's got something going on. And the reality of things is you became a sergeant major 36 years, you know, United States Army. And, uh, you know, I am very blessed and fortunate. I don't know how I got my position, but I'm executive director, right? So I think part of his luck, part of his sheer will and driven, but we all have that not good enough shadow. Yeah. That part of us that, you know, and even today when I wake up on some days, I'm like, wow, you know, how am I feeling? And that's a struggle for veterans today too, especially with their transitions. And we know that these kids have it, the moms have it, the, the spouses, the, the, um, the military members all have this. And so that's part of strengthening that military family is to meet them where they're at and uh, and do our best to inspire them to a new level, yeah. especially those kids. Yeah, I always talk about the circle of life. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to keep stepping in another circle. And I think what I did and what you did too is uh, you kept stepping forward in life. Mm -hmm. You kept moving forward. And and I'm sure just based on listening to you talk here that you never accepted no for <laughs> Or the answer you just said, oh, I, you know, I can't just keep moving. You know, when I, I can't believe the story. My dad told me when he went out for first, uh, when he went to Force Recon, yeah. they told me he didn't make it and he kept running. Yeah. And I remember that story. When I went for Alpha Company Third Recon uh, in-doc screening, they ordered me in the truck. I was the third guy back. They said they're taking the front two. I kept going. They said it's an order. Get in the truck. I kept going. They took me, right? And so I remember that story. But there is a, is a part of forward momentum. But as you say that, I also think of how many times I've moved forward three steps and taken one step back. That's okay. And fallen, and how yeah. many people think that success is a, is a you know this curve. Yeah. And it's omnidirectional. It's filled like this up pain and, yeah, and stumbling yeah. and all those wonderful things. Yeah. That they're all the life lessons that we learn, right? Um, but again, you know, I keep all of that in mind uh, as we move forward with our programs. And fortunately, I'm not a one man show. I you know. A good friend of ours, Drew Schlossberg, yeah, yeah. Uh, I shared with him, the secret to our success is we have five executive directors, not one. Yeah. Our titles are only for the outside, and our staff are passionately driven to do our programs and services. And like I said earlier, I'm the knucklehead Marine that guards the budget. <laughs> you know? So um, that's the good news. And I get the fortunate you know, time to sit here with you yeah. and uh, do this podcast. But the reality is the strength of who we are, the strength, they, they say, uh, I want to remember the book, it's called it's a circle book. It's with uh, Phil 
He was the Lakers head coach. I'm trying to remember his name right now. Phil Jackson, wasn't it? Phil Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And he said the strength of the of the pack is the wolf. Yeah. And the strength strength of the the wolf is the pack. Yeah. And that's how it is at the armed services. Why yeah. for sure? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I could probably talk to you for all day. And let me ask, real quick. Do you have a website? A website we do. So yeah. folks that are interested in volunteering, learning yeah. more about the programs and services, um, you know, making a small donation, can go to asysd.org. Again, it's ASYSD.org. That'll go right to the San Diego location. But I encourage them to come visit us or watch our videos uh, if they're inspired by this podcast as well. Well, look, one thing about that is just don't talk about taking care of people. Take care of people. And and uh, my good friend, Tim, we are good friends now, is uh, doing what he should be doing. So let's, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're watching Your Next Mission podcast. You're watching Your Next Mission, proudly presented by... The Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at navyfederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at purdueglobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. I'm the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Teldy. We're blessed to be here today with Tim Nye, Executive Director of the Armed Services YMCA in San Diego. And I want all the listeners to reach out to me directly. Tell us about your transition. Tell us what, you know, what topics do you want us to cover on the show? You know, this, I tell people all the time, this is not our podcast, it's my, my, my podcast, it's your podcast. You know, we want to know what you want to have on the show. You could call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll actually reach back out to you. I'll contact you. Or you can send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Uh, okay, let's let's pick it up where we left off. Uh, Tim, we're heading into our final segment with you today. And first of all, I want to say right up front here, I've had a great time just talking to you. And, I'll, and I really hope you've enjoyed it, too. Just a, a couple of more questions there. There are uh, some great things uh, on the horizon for the Armed Services YMCA. Can you can you talk about all the new programs that you have? I can, actually. So one thing that happened in December of 2019, I mentioned a little earlier, was the donation of the Horse of the Sun Ranch. And that ranch was serving military veterans, and now we've, we've really made it a ranch for all. Uh, when Mr. Jerry Hall made that donation, it's the Armed Services Wise Ranch on Paper as far as title, mm -hmm. but it is a ranch for all. When I say that active duty military, the families, uh, our veterans, first responders, teachers, everyone in the San Diego community, I want them to come and enjoy that ranch. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do, do, do you get a lot of active duty? I'm, I'm do you get more active duty or veterans or what, what kind of mixture do you get? As an organization, we're, we're probably 99.9% .9 active duty military. That's our charter. That's what we're, we're serving as our active duty military members. Yeah. All of that said, we partner with many nonprofits that are serving veterans. 
you know, that are out there um, at the Horse of the Sun and in other locations as well. And we, we as an organization, we don't like rules. And I say that because it's very important to my nonprofit colleagues. Oftentimes we get focused or too laser focused on, you know, we can serve someone if they're an E6 and below, or we can serve someone with this parameter. When someone shows up on, on your doorstep and they're in a place of need, uh, we're going to take care of them no matter what the situation is. So so your goal is E6 and below, is that what you're? No, you know, there, there's, I'm just emphasizing, there's some, sometimes we make rules as a nonprofit and when someone shows up, we gotta, ah, we gotta take care of them. I got it. You know, you don't know the backstory for someone, uh, you know, or the situation per se, um, but it's, it's important that we just take care of, uh, I always say, pretend as if the donor is watching. Now, fortunately, we don't have to do that because we already know the right answer. Mm -hmm. Someone shows up, it's a, it's a humble thing to show up you know, some, when someone's in need. The other really neat thing that I'm motivated and super excited about, and I get calls for job offers all the time and I don't take them. And I'll tell you why, because I'm going to finish what I started. And right now we're working on a capital campaign to take our location from 5,400 square feet um, upwards of 15,000 square feet. But that's just the building. That's just a facility. You're a sergeant major. You know buildings aren't important. It's the people. Absolutely. And we're going to expand our programs and services exponentially to carry out our mission even farther. Yeah. And that's really exciting for me. You, you know, I'm going to brag a little bit here. Hope you don't mind, but uh, if you do mind, you got to listen. <laughs> the, yeah. the, uh, I got a text today from a guy I met in 1985. I, you know, I, and you really don't, I guess you, as you get a little bit older, you don't realize the people you make contact with and, and the people you assist and help. And so the kind of impact that you have, you really sometimes probably don't know the impact that uh, or the changes or the, the help that you give people, I guess. Um, you know, I, I say that to my staff all the time, that they'll never know the difference they yep. made in the world. They just won't. Because what they do for a young child today, that child may go off and, and uh, be a sergeant major in the Army. Do, and then that person will affect so many other lives. And so for me... Um, the small things that we do each and every day, and you know this too, it's like yeah. a ripple effect. I yeah. go to Starbucks, yeah. so I have a habit of doing this. So if, if you're watching now, find me and go to Starbucks. <laughs> you get a free Starbucks? I will buy the person's coffee in front of me I'm all the time, you. and they're shocked yeah. that someone bought them coffee. Yeah. But I do it because it's a chance for me to meet someone new and just have some gratitude. Yeah. And you don't have to serve in the military to serve our country. Yeah. You can serve our country by honoring those veterans that did serve by going to college or whatever it is, living your dreams and being a good American. I got to tell you, I'm hovering in my chair. I don't know if you can see it. I don't know if you can see it or not. I am so pumped. We, you, we spoke in preparation for the show, this, uh, about the show and transition. Can you tell me about your transition out of the military? Oh, I, I remember it like yesterday. And the thing was, is, I was a, was I was it a, a nightmare. Uh, it was a nightmare. I was a first force recon Marine. I was a single father, not with full custody yet. Yeah. And, you know, I was so confident. I said, hey, sure, no problem. I'm going to get out of the Marine Corps and it'll be fine. And so I got a small set. I got out and within no time I was sleeping on my neighbor's floor oh my for God. about six months. And during that six months, I had full custody of my young son, Elias, who, who now, as I said, is a Navy pilot. Um, and he was in a sleeping bag and it was a massive struggle. I had a retail job, college full time, drop out of college you know, uh, working full time, such a struggle. And that's why I say that success is not a straight line. It's for me anyways, it was very jagged, but all the jaggedness of that and all the resiliency was it made life sweet. Yeah, It makes life sweet. Yeah. You know, again, I, I can relate to so many things that you said. It just, uh, if you don't, if you don't realize that the, if you don't realize life isn't perfect mm -hmm. and you just sort of take the good with the bad. The other thing is, I think you just kind of, 
put your head down and move forward. True. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's about, you know, pulling up your bootstraps and, and getting on with things. And what I'll say to my, my veterans and service members today is a uh, couple things. One is there's so many programs and services now. Pay attention. There, yeah. A lot of the military members get now, I think, 70%. They're young, and so their minds aren't always focused, and they can reach out to a mentor. I had all the opportunity to talk out to talk to my platoon sergeant and my platoon commander, mm-hmm. both of which were super supportive. But as a young Marine, I didn't do it. Yeah. And I sh- I, going back, that would have been my number one thing to do is reach out to them and just have that conversation. Um, the second thing is if you're a veteran. I guess why, why, I didn't mean yeah. out, why didn't you do it? You know, I had a lot of shame around being on frequent deployments and leaving my son. Uh, you know, I wanted to be with him. And also I had I had a small injury that turned into a larger injury, three mm-hmm. surgeries today. Uh, but I think I didn't do it because I, I was um, just really just determined to get out. And I was overly confident about getting out. Today, fortunately, we have a lot more programs that are out there for transitioning service members. One of my concerns is the veterans, those veterans who didn't land on their feet, um, you know, today. Um, hopefully they, they can watch this now and they can reach out to me or anyone for that matter. Um, I make it a habit in my life to support anyone and everyone that reaches out to me. If you ask me for help, I'm going to do everything I can to elevate that person or pass them on to the person who can, for sure. Yeah, you know, again, it's, it's oh man, I'm, I'm just so pumped. I'm glad there's people like you because I'm the same way. I mean, I want to... Sometimes I, I want to help as many people as I can. I tell people, you know, God put you on there for God put everybody on this earth for to do something special, to make a difference. And what you guys are doing is making a difference. There's no question about that. And I just uh, I thank you, not just from me, but really from oh, now. I know, don't be offended from all the army guys here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all the army guys, but thank you for what you're doing. Uh, it's it's a big deal, and you're making a difference. And again, for you and all the people that are associated with YMC, uh, you're making a, a great difference. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to? Yeah, I mean, I I would say. Um, you know, my, my final thought is that I that I stick with, and this is, I always say, what does your tombstone say? Or what's your legacy? What are people going to know you for? Or in your final days, not even the other people, on your final days when you're having that, that final moment, you know, when you reflect on your life, what does it look like? And for me, just like yourself, I want to be able to reflect back on the lives that I, that I helped and the lives that I've saved. Yeah. And we do that through others, uh, whatever it looks like. If someone's watching today, they want to learn more about the Armed Services Why, please go to ASYSD.org. Mm-hmm. Again, ASYSD.org. It's been, we're obviously kindred spirits. You said earlier, brothers, for sure. That's right. Um, just one has 36 years, one has eight years. <laughs> you but, quitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So I'm really happy to be here and, and thanks very much for having us. Oh, golly. I, I just am so pumped up from talking in. I, I just, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so uplifting to run into somebody that, uh, that hopefully I could be like, to tell you the truth. I mean, I hope that that I present myself in the same way that you have today, because it's, uh, oh, it's you're such a, a great uh, great role model for a lot of people. And uh, I'm going to think, I'm gonna th- I mean, I, I, I can't believe I have so much fun here. I don't want to stop, but I'm going to have to stop. Thanks to Tim Dye, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Jack F. Dilley, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, and you've been listening to your next Mission podcast. Uh, and thank you for listening today. Please visit our website on uh, yournextmission.org or, and leave me a review. Hopefully now it's a good review, but if it's a bad review, I can take that too. I'm a big guy. You can also visit our partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. 
Also visit our uh, corporate partners and and see all the jobs that are that are available for you. We want to try to put uh, put as many veterans to work as we can. And please know we want to assist you in any way that we can. Uh, just like Tim, Tim wants to assist you. I want to assist you. But you got to talk to us. You got to tell us what you want. Uh, please follow me on uh, you know all the social media pages. I never thought I'd ever say this in my entire life: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And if you enjoyed your, uh, you know, if you enjoyed this discussion, I hope that you did. But if you enjoyed this discussion with Tim, uh, please, please like us and click on that subscribe button below. Now, remember, if you want to get that free T-shirt, <laughs> leave some information so we can send you one. As I said earlier, we have a, a, a very special Your Next Mission T-shirt. The next 20 subscribers, uh, you can get one. So please, again, leave that comment below and give us your address or whatever so we can help you out. Don't forget, we want to hear you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 and I'll, uh, or send me an email uh, at smatilly at yournextmission.org. And, and here's what will really surprise you. I'll actually contact you back. It'll be me. I'll call you or talk to you, but let me know. Thanks again, Tim Nye, for uh, being with us today. It was, a, it was great having you on the podcast. No question about that. And I want to leave you with uh, three things to remember. We're dedicating season two of your next mission to all of those veterans and family members who struggle with, with mental illness, which so often has led to someone taking their own life. And, and I've told this story and I'm going to tell it again, probably tell it all year. I've had two friends of mine and uh, probably in the last six months that, uh, that have committed suicide. Please reach out to somebody you haven't spoken to in a long time and, and just check on them, see how they're doing. I always call it a buddy check. You can call it whatever you want, but but talk to them and see how they're doing. And that, that'll mean a lot. And, you know, just just check on them, see how they're doing okay. Not not just the veterans, the family too. Second, you know, I just like just like Tim, I'm proud to serve in the military. And I'm proud of every day I serve in the military. And and so for you people that uh, that are really pumped up about being in your service, Wear your hat. I'll wear my army hat. I wear it just about every doggone day. But but I'd like you to wear that hat on Fridays. And and here's the kicker. You can send me your photo. I'll put it on my social media channels. And, uh, I, you know, it's it's uh, together we can build a, we can do anything. We're a family. Uh, we can help people. We can do the kind of things that, uh, you know, people probably just don't understand about the kind of challenges that we go through. And and I want to encourage, uh, you know, I want to encourage all of you to do all you can to help. The last thing, I, again, I want to encourage everyone who's listening to reach out to, to your neighbor. Offer a smile or, or just really a helping hand. Together, let's try to bridge that, uh, you, know, that the, you know, that divide that, that has affected so many of us. Uh, again, thanks for listening. And thanks to Cloudcast Media and, of course, our our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, and Purdue University Global. And of course, <laughs> Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate all that you do offer our military. And uh, just like always, see you on the high ground. hoo You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.